This is an Alternerd Reality Podcast. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Alternate Reality Podcast, a podcast for all things nerdy, all things gaming, basically all things awesome. I'm your returning host, Chewbacca84, and joining me is Dahooch. How are you, mate? Oh, man. Now that we're talking about this, I'm doing great. I'm energized. Let's go. Let's keep that energy. Go to Hebrew Hammer. Uh, I'm doing very well. Oh, my God. White bread. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. You. <sighs> my God. No, I'm- you are the come down. You are the come down after a big night. You are. Uh, so, look, folks, this is going to be the uh, Winter Soldier and the Falcon uh, TV series wrap up, finale, breakdown, everything. It was only screened yesterday. We're all inside a day of watching it. Uh, it's awesome. This is going to be a spoiler cast. So, folks, if you haven't seen the show yet, stop this now, unless you want the ending. Well, actually, not even just the ending, just everything spoiled for everything. you. Everything. Uh, so we're going to go through uh, what we thought, maybe some predictions about what happens from here. Either way, it's going to be rad. If you like what you hear today, folks, make sure you rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash ANRpod, and join the Discord to tell us your thoughts on discord.me forward slash ANRhooch. How did you feel now that it's all wrapped up? Uh, I was talking this earlier to some people like the the timing of this final episode and the show in general. It's almost like somebody at you know Marvel has a TARDIS <laughs> and and knows and it's like knew what was going to be relevant when that literally they were going sounds like with the way you thing. said it that I edited. I know that dude I was <laughs> just thinking that too. I was like, like that sounds fuck? like you just edited that in. It's like you actually walked away yeah. from the microphone, got a TARDIS and traveled back so you could say both of those things at the same time. I was like, that's dude, a different fucking guy. That's so yeah. funny. Yeah, it sounded like it was an edit yeah. that you put in uh, later. That's yeah, you waited till you were like Isaiah Bradley's age yeah. in the show and then Did like travel back. Did I code switch on you guys enough? Was that was that good enough for you? I yeah. wouldn't call that code switching. No, that was you just, just okay. All right. you changed the way you okay. talked enough. Yeah, but I wouldn't <laughs> yeah, say exactly. it was code, code switching, switching for no. us white people. Yeah. Okay, okay, all right. Um, but I mean, from the beginning, from the outset, we all knew that at some point that this show was going to have to cover the the very large topic of will will this country accept you know. Captain America, who is non-white, non-blonde, non-blue eye, whatever, mm-hmm. and you know, as you know, Cap when he handed the shield to Sam, and they they bring it up at one point where Sam or Cap and Bucky had already kind of discussed what he was going to do, and they thought it was the best thing to do because Sam represented everything that they thought Captain America should be, the thing that they didn't forget. Or the, the thing that they forgot was, what is everyone else going to think? They themselves knew exactly what, you know, what, what, what they were hoping would happen. But they just didn't understand what that meant to Sam. What that meant to, you know, everyone else, who, you know, who's a person of color. What it meant to, you know, you know, white people in, in um, you know, in the, in the country to see their symbol change from what it was to something that, you know, may remind them of kind of like maybe this country isn't all it's cracked up to be, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, again, like it, that, it, it with the whole idea of the flag smashers where they're talking about, you know, they literally, after all these people were gone, 
it became everyone coming together for a common good, which was, you know, trying to survive, trying to put the pieces mm. back together after half the world disappeared. And then when they all come back, it's like, oh, no, we're just going to go right back to the way things were, you know, because everybody's all back here. Right. And they're like, no, things were better when half the people were gone. We didn't have to worry about half the shit. There were no borders. There were no, you know, fighting and things like that. We, we were one people. We were all just trying to survive. Um, all of this stuff that they kind of had in that story, then, you know, Bucky's journey of, you know, redemption and stuff, like all those pieces together just made for a very entertaining, like poignant, like powerful. And just, it was just, it was a, it was very, it was, it was heavy to watch. It was funny to watch. It was, you know, action oriented. Like the, the stunts they did with uh, Falcon in the suit were just so much fun. And all the fighting with the super soldiers, like the whole thing was just start to finish was just entertaining and highly recommend it. <laughs> really all I got to say. Where does it stand with you? Obviously, we're only like two series in now to the whole Disney Plus experiment. Uh, where does it sit for you in, in comparison to WandaVision? I I look at them kind of on equal because they're both they're both different things. Yeah, I liked the mystery and the suspense and whatever of WandaVision and how it all turned out to be a person's journey through grief. Mm-hmm. Right, I think I think that's great. Yeah, sure, it didn't do some of the things that we were hoping it did, but I recognized it for what it was, mm-hmm. and even then, it, and and it was entertaining. And then you had you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier talking about, you know, going again further into how people process things um, that, you know, drive them to do other, drive them to do weird things. Like it's an Mm -hmm. action or show or whatever, but there's so many different, like, you know, political, racial, Mm. you know, social undertones to it that just, Marvel knows what they're doing. And, it's been amazing. I've loved this whole idea of taking these stories that were would kind of be harder to do in a two hour movie and expanding them to, you know, four to six hours of content to give to us. Cause and it we're all waiting for it on the day it comes out, right? We're all like, Have you seen it? Have you seen it? Ah. And it's just must see TV, kinda of like it was back in the day where episodic content was once a week you had to be there when it aired. If you didn't, you missed it. Hey, um, I don't really know how to ask this without... It's a genuine curiosity for me. Um, mm-hmm. So this has been a really big week for people of color in America. Would you say that's mm-hmm. fair? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I can go more into that. That's a point in politics. I don't want to do the politics thing, right? No, but I think no. it goes without saying it's been a heavy week, right? Yeah, yeah. How did that feel watching that angle? How did it feel about having uh, Sam up there in the Stars and Stripes... Not only kicking ass, right? Because the part that I love so much about this, like the action scenes, it goes without saying, he's a genuine badass now. Like in this mm-hmm. kit, like ridiculous. Yeah. But the speech I felt was like four times more important to show that yeah. Sam's real superpower is the fact that he is a guy that cares, right? He's not yeah. a super soldier. He is a guy that genuinely gives a shit about what happens to a country that hasn't always treated him right. Even that week hasn't treated him right. Like with everything with the funding for his sister. How did yeah. that feel for you watching it A this week, 
but B, in another way, I know that obviously a lot of folks were pretty thrilled with representation in Black Panther as well. So how do you compare it to, I guess, uh, what did you take out of that versus uh, Black Panther? So Black Panther was more like a fucking finally somebody mm. is representing us in a positive light, mm-hmm. right? And it also kind of was a was a kind of like a solidifying thing where it was like, yeah, you know what? This is probably what could have happened if colonization hadn't effed up everything throughout, mm. you know, most of the world and people hadn't come in and decided, oh, we're just going to take this because we can. Yeah. You're like, what? He's like, no. So it was nice to see, you know, that part of like the fantasy, right? We've watched so many other people get to have like, you know, the, the superhero fantasy moments it was just great to have that be something that was wholly ours and even more so that it was written directed and you know created by somebody who couldn't be more hood when he talked like if you mm-hmm. listen to ryan coogler he oh, yeah. is so oakland mm-hmm. when he speaks like this man directed a multi-million dollar movie <laughs> Right, and now, of now pending the sequel as well. Yeah, 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 exactly. And doing the sequel, not to mention he also did Creed and Fruitvale, and you know Shit, he did he other did stuff as well. Oh, he's got, fuck, yeah, he's, got he's got oh, bangers, yeah. dude. He has bangers. Oh. He has so much good shit under his belt. Did he do? Yeah. The, did yeah. he do Creed two as well? Fuck, yeah, man. yeah. The, oh, the, the awesome. second we heard, yeah, the second everybody, I say we, like I'm talking for every black person, <laughs> and you know, but the second that it was announced that Coogler was doing Black Panther two, everyone knew it was in good hands. Yeah, and he knew because he also did Fruitvale, which was. A, that was like I think his claim to fame. So that was the story about was uh, Oscar. I can't remember his freaking. Nah, I can't remember his last name. Dang it! It's just because in the moment I had it. But anyway, he was he was uh, the young man who was killed at the Fruitvale station in Bart by uh, a Bart um, uh, security or. I'm gonna claim ignorance as well. I have, I have no idea about that movie or that story. Exactly. It yeah. do, it it do, it didn't resonate to anybody outside really of uh you know basically the Bay Area and mm-hmm. the black community because I'm a little bit further away from the Bay Area. Hmm. Yeah, just just a yeah. tiny bit. So, but to back back to your original question, like that moment or watching that that filled everyone with a sense of pride. Yeah. Right. And then again, when you see them show up in um, Endgame when they come back, like that still chokes me up when the Wakandans walk through the portal. Hmm. At the end, at the end of Endgame, I get choked up at that because like, oh man, but so do I. That that whole yeah, scene, that, I don't really care who you are. If you're not feeling something during that yeah. scene, go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the but I know what you mean. You, you, you definitely have more of a special connection to it for sure. Yeah, yeah. And okay, and then then you move on to the events of Falcon and Winter Soldier. So mm-hmm. that is Black Panther is the fantasy. Falcon and Winter Soldier is the reality. Mm-hmm. So that is. When when he first meets Isaiah, yeah, and go and Isaiah talk and he finds out you know Bucky knew about this guy and he's like why haven't any why hasn't anybody ever heard of him before he was the first super soldier right mm. that actually survived all the testing and that thing that he was that Isaiah was talking about where they just they um just tested that's on real yeah the, that's real well, not that super, is a real thing not super soldier serum not super soldier serum vaccine syphilis. testing yeah. yeah yes exactly so that happened. Yeah, and you know they had that connection. They did their research. They were trying to show that, hey, yeah, this thing actually happened. It's a shitty thing that that this country has done to people of color. Right. So to to hear that story 
you know, struck, right? It, it was like, God damn, that was hard to sit and listen to because, you know, that's just one of many examples where people, you know, black people in this country were treated poorly. There's Black Wall Street. Mm. There's so many other things. Like, you know, and then when, I think it was Pika who asked me after that episode what, what my thoughts were. Mm. Would I have made the same decision that Sam did as to, you know, forget it, I'm keeping the shield. Or would I have been like, I can't do it. No self-respecting black person would. I told mm-hmm. him, I would like to think that I would, but I don't know. Because mm-hmm. there's still a part of me that might have been, this is too big for me. I can't change this. Mm-hmm. It's not going to change. And well, there's the, there's the other angle too, which I, I, I thought was actually, I was curious that they did it, but it kind of makes sense too, which was obviously Isaiah threw out the, uh, the whole Uncle Tom accusation against Sam, mm-hmm. saying if you, yeah. if you pick up that shield, you yep. are operating in their system. You're betraying yep. us. Like, it's yep. not going to work, right? That's number one. But number two is it's like, then you're a part of the problem by doing it what yep. they want. Like, I yep. thought that that was quite interesting because there is obviously big sections of your community that, that are like that. It's just like, you can't participate within their system. And if you do, even though you're trying to do things better for us, you, you're participating in part of the problem, therefore, fuck you, right? Yeah. And I thought that was quite well done. And that's the misguided part because the only way... Yeah to change the system is to do it from within. You have mm. to get the people who are partaking in the system to realize this is a bad system. Yeah. From outside, if you're trying to bust it, then you're the enemy. Yeah. Then they're like you're like, "Oh no, no, we can we can all wa- rally around the fact that this person is trying to to disrupt our system and they won't see the flaws that are within the system that are giving other people advantages yeah. that and that, the funny thing is they they did happen. with the white redheaded chick they did that they showed what yeah. happens is if you try and work without the system and then obviously yeah. then you have sam making the decision of i'm going to do it my way from inside it yeah. shows that you know i'm not saying that this is the way you fix society that's not what i'm fucking saying but i'm just <laughs> saying that they did they did go down that angle using carly as a prop for that well so this kind of goes back to the last part so when you get to the final episode mm-hmm and Sam's speech to the senators, I got teary-eyed. It was good. Because it was really like, good. He's, yeah, he's like, guys, you hold the fucking power. You can fix this. You just don't want to. Yeah. You clearly don't want to. So there was that. That part got me. Then when he went to go talk to Isaiah again, mm. and, you know, Isaiah's, you know, talking to him about, you know, this and that, and he's like, I had to do it. If I didn't do it, it what was it all for? And then there was the museum scene. And I almost freaking mm. lost it in the museum scene because yeah. to me, that was, a, that was a big moment. Yeah. That's the key. Stop the fucking lying. I was, Stop I was half expecting it. Isaiah to tell him to go fuck himself because of that speech in two episodes earlier yeah, where he, he says, keep my name out of America's keep, mouth, yeah. son. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm obviously paraphrasing, but that's, you know, he didn't want to be associated. He didn't want to be recognized by them now because it felt like, you know, whether it was tokenistic or whatever, I don't know. But I, I honestly thought, oh, he's not going to appreciate this, you know, but obviously it, but underneath it all, he wanted to have people understand what they went through. Not just him, but yeah. obviously everyone around him that weren't like enough to survive and, you know, become yeah. a super soldier. So Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, you know, showing... we Every time I've gotten to a conversation about... Mm-hmm racism you know and and this country's history the thing that i always fall back on is the biggest problem we have is the indoctrination that our education system does Mm. 
because it's not telling the truth. Not yeah. at all. There's so much more information. And I don't want to go too much into it, but there's one tidbit that I want to drop. Mm -hmm. Look up the name Benjamin Banneker. Okay. This is something my wife told me about. Benjamin mm -hmm. Banneker was part of the committee to build Washington, D.C., um, you know, when it was when it was being built as the capital. He was mm -hmm. he was hired by George Washington at Thomas Jefferson's um, recommendation. Mm -hmm. He was a black man. Mm -hmm. This man was is the reason why um, Washington, D.C. was built when it was how it was because mm -hmm. he was partnered with uh, a French a guy from France, right? A French guy. Who, they they got into an yeah. argument. Yeah. Yes, exactly. He got into an argument and the French guy took off with the plans. Right. Banneker rebuilt the entire thing from memory. They just broke out the blueprints, bent the entire thing from memory. Does anybody know about him? No. No. This country was built, and this is kind of the thing that like they talk about in the in in the show. This country was built on the backs of the people that it, it oppresses and has oppressed mm. for since its inception. But that's what that's how empires are built, right? Yeah, it's 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 no different across you know anything. Like you you look at any empire throughout history, it's built on the on the backs of the oppressed. The thing is, as yeah. time goes on, you start to learn the atrocities and the things that those people did mm. after that empire has fallen. I'm pretty yeah. certain in its heyday they weren't you know th those things weren't known or they weren't being broadcast or whatever. And I think yeah. for this country to truly make a change and to truly turn a corner, we need to start doing this stuff in schools at the, the educational mm. level. Start learning more about those things. Like I mentioned, Black Wall Street. Like I mentioned, ben Benjamin Banneker. There's so many other things and stories and stuff. Does that mean that we're a horrible country? No, because there's some positivity throughout like what what we've done and the and the the ability to admit the flaws means that we can then start moving forward to creating what we, what everybody likes to perceive as this perfect or, or really great country. Mm -hmm. So it, yeah. it's a lot of the reason why a lot of countries dislike us because they see that, you know, hypocrisy. Oh, look, and, and, and the fact that it's spreading too. like, I mean, you yeah. know, obviously, um, you know, you're from the people that are definitely the most historically oppressed in that country. But the the scary thing is, like by definition, we're seeing more more and more people oppressed because now it's becoming about like uh, finance. You know, you're seeing yeah. poor yeah. people everywhere mm -hmm. being oppressed. Yeah, you're seeing third world nations being abused by countries like Apple. That's why I yeah. think that's why I think this works so well. In that, obviously, I think. It, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't want to speak on your behalf, but I think it speaks to you very specifically, Hooch, in ways that Hebrew and I can't understand, right? We can empathize, but we can't understand, right? Yeah. But number two, for me, like I still took so much away from it, not as empathizing through you, but just separately. Just like how much of this right now with what he was saying in his speeches or even Isaiah in different moments mm -hmm. about how, you know, society is kind of fucked, Right. In yeah. general, like, I mean, and a lot of the stuff that you see in this mythical world of Marvel in this alternate universe, it's true here internationally that like, you mm -hmm. know, international governments absolutely have the power and the money. Right. To yep. solve all the world's problems tomorrow. But they yeah. don't. But they yeah. don't. And that to me was probably the most powerful thing from Sam's speech at the end. And that really shows me he is the guy 
like I'm really looking forward to hearing Hebrews take very shortly, Hebrew, because I remember you saying quite a few times through the series uh, of like other performances by the Falcon is that you weren't a huge fan of the character of the Falcon previously. Yeah. Because you'd always been kind of that. And I, I fully understand why too. He just to come in, I say a joke, get my ass kicked by Ant-Man, then I leave, right? <laughs> the <much>. evolution <laughs> that they've done with this character in one series, you have to applaud how much they've done in six episodes. I mean, yeah, I, I, I do. I, I don't know if you have more to say or not if I should start, but... Um, oh, look, I mean, we're, we're definitely going to, but I mean, I'd love to, to sort of hear, because I, I remember your thoughts on Falcon coming in, because we talked about it um, leading into episode one. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know about this. I'm not a big fan of, you know, either character or whatnot. So I'm curious to hear, like, uh, has your opinion evolved and why? Yeah. So, yeah. So even going back, like, even a little bit further, whenever he handed off the shield first, I still, I, I thought that it should have went to Bucky. And I, I still, yeah. for reasons, I still, like, without what just happened in this past episode, really, uh, like, I still would have preferred it to go to him only because I feel like he is just better off. <laughs> he's he's is better off as a superhero without any kind of extra technology to help him out. That he's, mm -hmm. you know, just basically stronger and more adept and especially at throwing the shield and stuff like that, which is a I don't really understand what's going on with that with um, Falcon. But so for reasons like that, I felt like it was way more of a fit um, and I felt like he really proved himself in a lot of other ways, too. And he was royally fucked with the whole brainwashing thing. So um, but anyways, regardless it was Falcon. That's what it was. I never really cared about Falcon just because I thought he was a boring ass character. And I'm not a fan of characters that have that can easily have their powers, quote unquote, taken away from them. Like in his case, literally everything revolves around having his suit. And with Tony, like his, his suit, I liked it a lot more whenever he had the micro or the what is it? The nanotechnology suit. Nano yeah, nanotech. because it was yeah, kind yeah. of like always on him. It was basically a part of him at that point. So that made it a lot mm -hmm. better. But like once he's out of his suit, he's just a normal guy and he can't do anything. And so for those reasons that like there's a huge issue there, like I typically am not a big fan of those people. Um, All right. So let me let me potentially fix that for you. Sure. Do you remember the way that uh, the second half of the movie in Black Panther, how he put on the suit? How Falcon put on the suit or? No, no. how T'Challa. He T put it on with the necklace. So oh, nanotech, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shuri, it looks like in the MCU, it looks like Shuri figured that out way before Tony. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, either way. Like, I mean, like, that's why, I mean, I love Black Panther. Like, I think Black Panther's a fucking yeah. bad. Like, not only is he also innately empowered, like, because of that, mm. that shit, but he also has that badass suit that is, you know, usually it's going to be pretty hard to get it off of him. So I'm a big fan of mm. that. With Falcon, I still have the issue of if you if you take away the fucking thing or if there's a ceiling, you do have a lot. <laughs> His biggest no, weakness is a ceiling. But. Yeah. See, this is where you and I always diverge because uh -huh. for me, that's his strength. This is why you hate Batman too, right? Because without, yeah. without yep. the toys, he's just a dude. Mm -hmm. Exactly. He's just a guy. He's not a super soldier, right? He doesn't have superpowers. He's not an alien. He's not a mutant. Mm -hmm. He is just a dude with a suit and he knows it. He knows without that mm -hmm. that he's significantly less powerful. Mm -hmm. And that's why I felt like but if they had have just left it as him coming in and just doing shit in the suit, I'd walk away from that episode probably feeling similar to you. But I think they really did a great job of showing in the training montage 
like what he knows how dangerous it is and how much harder it is for him to be Captain America than Steve or Bucky. Because A, he don't hear real quick. And B, that shield will take his fucking head off, right? <laughs> right. You yeah. see in the way I love those scenes where he like like very carefully tried to catch it and then kind of pulls away like, no. You know, like those kind of things. Of course you would. It's flying at you with vibranium and a dude just embedded it into a tree. What's that going to do to your hand at that right. speed, right? <laughs> yeah. Of course you should be careful. So I, so I think that our qualifications... I, I actually are, really love that. I, think I, that I, I like him more because of that. Yeah, yeah so I think our qualifications on, on like why we think that they're right for the mantle is different because mm -hmm. like for me, like I think, yes, they should have the heart and they should want to do it regardless, but just because he isn't as well suited a doesn't inherently make him like better than someone else who was able to do the same thing. Um, they can have the same heart and drive and one just be innately weaker than the other. But I think that I'm talking about more of a practicality sense. Look at the mm -hmm. threats that they're going up against, like, or that they have gone up against at the end of the day, like a, a Captain America, I think, is just going to have a better time, especially considering you can't really take his power away rather than Falcon. That That's my issue from a practicality sense. Second, I don't See. think that his, like, I don't buy him using the shield like that. Like, I don't know how See, he can... The thing is that I don't like with your logic is that in by definition of what you're saying, mm -hmm. you think that Walker is a better Captain America than Sam. I, I do th I do think that now Walker is a better Captain Jesus. America than Sam. Well, but but well, hold on a second, hold on a second, hold on a second. I think that he is from a from a practical standpoint. He I think he mm -hmm. is a better uh, Captain America than Sam. As far as the motivations, I don't think that those quite align as well. Like whenever I look at Bucky, I I still think that and and keep in mind I'm getting to the end here of this final episode. That's why I said if you exclude this final episode, there's a difference. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, so. Like looking at Bucky, like he he has the heart, he has the drive, and he's a super soldier, and he has a metal arm. Like I feel like that's a better mesh altogether. <laughs> um, mm. But regardless, in this last episode, I will say that I was very impressed with what they did with him utilizing the suit, non-airborne, which was important, and the fact that they gave him a more powerful suit because it's made out of vibranium now. I guess mm -hmm. from because. As you guys uh, told me, yeah, Wakanda oh, yeah. hooked him up hard, um, and so yeah, like I still don't buy the whole like him throwing the shield thing because I uh, that that just doesn't make any sense to me because you have to have like super strength to do it, like especially how many bounces and like super precision and stuff. I just don't buy that he can do it. I think that you need like a super. No, because remember, I mean, you mm. think about it, right? Think about it. For, like, let's go into physics world, okay. oh, which we never should do. With, <laughs> I don't know how many times I have to say this with comic books. Right? <laughs> this material is so lightweight vibranium mm. that yeah. he can literally fly around with giant wings made out of this stuff, mm. right? It's lightweight enough that he can do that, which means that it's light, lightweight enough as at least titanium, which is what a Tony mm. suit was made out of. Uh, and possibly some kind of like carbon fiber or something before him. Whatever it is, it's yeah, super well, lightweight. You can make a whole suit that of that. Makes him fly on it, but yeah. And don't forget, Tiny it's weaved into clothing. It's weaved into clothing that still has the physical yeah. uh, presence of material and 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 things that of actual. Yeah, but clothing. I'm talking about the shield yeah. itself. I'm talking about like but you're just assuming the that that shield, shield is heavy. I think the shield itself obviously has a aerodynamics that once it is in motion, mm -hmm. like it does have the ability to kind of really have a lot of. 
you know, girl about it. Like it's that initial kinetic energy that matters, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas yes. I don't think anyone's arguing for a second that Winter, uh, Winter Soldier would throw it harder, right? right? But would. it's basically yeah. saying that like you can throw it enough as a guy with the right angles. Like, I mean, people can throw a discus, which is like a block of lead, you know, 80 meters. I don't know what their world record is. Fuck it. I didn't Google it. But, (laughs) you know, I'm assuming that this made out of a super lightweight, perfectly balanced, designed by Howard Stark shield Mm -hmm. can probably do the business with just about anyone. Right. Because remember, I don't, he, remember that shield was not designed for a super soldier. It was designed beforehand. They just gave it to Steve. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, they so like at the end there, for instance, he threw it and it bounced off of like four fucking different people and then went back to him. Like I don't know, I just yeah, I, I just don't think that he could do it as well. I just don't completely buy that. But nothing really. So more, here's more really believable depends. than a guy with a deck of cards. Well, fucking here's, here's the thing. <laughs> I would take I would take him anything. He can charge anything with kinetic energy, dude. Not just so. Cards, so but. here's the thing about that. The reason why um steve rogers was able to do uh-huh. that is because part of the thing that super serum that that it gave him was it made him super smart yeah, ma- exactly. you know math calculations blah yeah. blah blah but don't forget he's wearing goggles falcon is wearing goggles that have a mm-hmm. uh, you know a heads-up display and he can easily see trajectories and things like that like oh if i bounce this off of here here it's gonna go there there, there and then come back well i mean like the he whole can... crux of my argument doesn't rely on this but i'm just saying like i i still like no matter what I just don't buy it mm. that he does it as good as a super soldier, which looks like he d- he so does, he does team, it team as Walker, good or I better. You're, you're team Walker. On this <laughs> well, I, I, okay. I think no, I think exactly. legitimately that Walker would throw the shield better because he is a super soldier. I think if you're arguing mm-hmm. that harder, he would throw it harder, AKA better. Like no. Stre- no, strength doesn't mean precision. Like in fact, no. usually there's an inverse relationship. Well, but both of yeah. them. But that's the thing is that both of them like or the super soldiers how about we don't make this so the thing we spend half an hour on good because there's so much great <laughs> shit about this show about other than you know Very the physics point. of a made-up world uh, and a made-up material but right? the other Vibranium, two super soldiers hey, hey. have worked it's not real right yeah, yeah the other two super soldiers have thrown it in impressive ways as well and they don't have goggles so i'm just saying obviously they can do it as good at least um oh, of course yeah they don't need the tech to do it we, right. no one's arguing that for right. a, a second so you know, but i mean yeah other than that different. though like i said though whenever you get to this episode this last episode i like that they showed that he was using his powers in different ways and that you know even regardless that there's a ceiling above him he could still use his suit a little bit more we saw that like one time in one other episode earlier on which i was like okay good at least he's doing something with it um mm-hmm. but this time he used it a lot more in this final episode which was really good um so that's something they definitely made him more of like a walking tank now which is pretty cool so i'll buy it more um and uh, but i i definitely like falcon now more as a character because um a i think he's just better now (laughs) if as far as combat is concerned so that's a big plus for me but um i found it more interesting as far as his character growth because they finally did give him his dues in making him have a, a an arc and um you know having him grow as a character and i think that was really important i have to say i think for me honestly the standout of this whole fucking movie was isaiah isaiah was fucking awesome as shit i was secretly Mm. hoping the whole time i knew he wasn't gonna do it because um it went against everything he said but i was really fucking hoping that at some point he was gonna run through and fucking save someone just like as a badass but he didn't but I wish that he. Well, hey, he didn't die, and like the the universe is always expanding. Like I mean, I, I, I'm hoping I, that I they think will of bring nothing him. greater than the next time we have an Avengers assemble where they need everyone off the exactly, bench. Exactly. Yeah. That like he comes in for Sam, like because I think that him doing that is like this. It's so much bigger than Sam doing it. 
Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like, because he's been burnt so much more in his own personal life exactly. by the American government. And I started so. thinking, like, okay, maybe they're actually setting up for that whenever I saw him. Because I actually thought the same thing as you. I thought he was mm. going to be actually kind of pissed whenever he brought him to the museum. Um, but they he ended up they ended up going against. Well, them. it opens up a really cool avenue that they could do here that you can make a really compelling Captain America series that would be big in the fields. Is that you could do Young Isaiah Bradley story as a Marvel TV show now. Yeah, I, I, dude, I fucking Ooh. love that, dude. Well, there's, it's a lot of tragedy going on there, but I would fucking oh, love that. That's man. rough, man. <laughs> it's like, it's going to be some inglorious bastards and the rest of it's going to be Schindler's List. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's that kind yeah, of... Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It'd be a really cool it'd thing be to massive, explore. Though. It'd be so it'd be like really Would you want to see that, Hooch? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I mean, I, th- I, I think, think in the end it would be good. I think, yeah. It, 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 but yeah, that would be very... Because we all know how it ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, and I think that's that's part of the thing. We all know how it ends. You know, everybody who's with mm. him dies. He's the only one he gets thrown in jail. Yeah, yeah. That's a season. That's then, a I, season finale. You walk out of your exactly. lantern going, "Fuck I, my life." I just yeah. think that that's such yeah. a visceral. Like, I mean, his life story of what he he shared with us was like such yeah. a, a visceral scene that I would love to see it cinematically. And I think it's something yeah. that I feel like would be a good thing for. Let me ask. Let me ask. What I think is a dumb, it's a dumb sounding question, Hooch, but. Schindler's List is a very particular movie for Jewish people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is the Schindler's List for you? Is there one? Roots. Is that? Oh, I have to watch it. I haven't seen it. So yeah, I think show. it has to be Roots. Yeah. Yeah, it's the TV show in the seventies. Um, yeah. Yeah. With LeVar in the seventies, they made this, and it's that. Yeah. It's like dark. It does it that well. Dark. Yeah. Shit. Okay, I have to watch it. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it goes through the whole, you know, stripping of identity and 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 everything about all you know the bad shit that was happening yeah. at that time. So yeah, yeah. Hmm. I don't, I don't know. I mean, you might have other ones like what mm, would be like Amistad or something like that, but for the most part, that's kind of that's the one that a lot of people come back to. Yeah, okay. Roots. Yeah. I will say this, that like when you're Feige and and the directors and the showrunners and the actors, like you must be coming at this script going, this is where we are in 2020, 2021. Mm -hmm. Like probably the most, well, one of the most politically charged times in the US ever, but with people starting to a little bit wake up to obviously what has been happening Mm -hmm. and realizing you're going to take this topic on. It must be daunting. And we talk about it a lot that whenever we hear or oh, someone's casting something for the sake of it, like they're doing white to black, black to white, you know, uh, Asian to whatever, whitewashing, all these things that we go, that doesn't make any sense. I have to say, this is probably from what I've seen, one of the greatest versions of that I've ever seen, where they covered an incredibly sensitive topic. They did it in a way that did justice to what it is we're really talking about here. Mm. But at the same time, they didn't make everything about that. Yeah. Like it yeah. was not why that's important. It's why that's important for now and why that's important to the world. And also telling a fucking amazing superhero story. I, I cannot believe how deftly they did this. Yeah. I've been so impressed with this series. I really yeah. have. Yeah. And and set up the next phase of the MCU. Dude. Yeah. Dude, I, let's talk about I mean, that. I yeah, mean, dude. So. Actually, before we before we do, can we go back a step? Because I, I love to do this. You actually touched on this briefly in one of the other things, Hebrew, mm-hmm. is when people can act so well and make you hate them so much as a character 
that you kind of hate them in real life, right? Yeah, that's when you know they're good mm. actors. Up until that last episode, Walker, far yeah. out. Dude. That guy nailed it. I gotta say. Wyatt Russell. Yeah, dude. I gotta say. Well, I am, I am really glad things ended the way they did because, yes, he did some fucked up shit. Well, like, yeah. Like, okay, so he did some definitely questionable shit. Um, from what I remember, I mean, it was murder. Well, yeah, but, so, but then questionable. Again, like, it was wrong. They also it was wrong. murdered yes. people too, and they just murdered his friends. So, like, I kind of get it. But like, it. But that wasn't the guy the that did it. Who, that was basically yeah, exactly. a civilian man, a civilian that was saying, "I didn't that do wasn't this. A civilian. I'm unarmed." That wasn't a civilian. That was one of the the group members. One of the flag yeah, smashers. Of the flag smashers. Yeah, but that's like that's like murdering Hydra's accountants team and saying, well, they were on the wrong team. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's not that's not cool. All, all of yeah. all of the engineers and, and normal people that got yeah. blown up on I'm the desk. I'm just in workplace health and safety. It was one of those it was one of those yeah. things. Well it's just for me it was one of those things where obviously like this terrorist organization has been killing people and he was a part mm. of it and he was literally just there witnessing and trying to actively kill both of them. So you are wait, very wait, much an eye wait. for an eye guy. You are I, really I am. Team Walker. I am. Like you are no, no, so no, no, in no, his no, head. No, 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 no. Hold wait, on. Wait, hang, hang on for one yeah. second. Hold on. Prior to the bombing, mm-hmm. or when she lit the place on fire, I didn't think they had killed anyone. The flag smash. A couple of people here and they, there. Like it wasn't many. And yeah. they bombed things. Yeah. They actively bombed things too. But there were normally but, empty things. Like they had yeah. gone out of their way a couple of times to say that, like they'd gotten people out, and like they put in the warning like well ahead of time. To say, hey, yeah. wait, you know, there's uh, something bad's gonna happen to this building, dude. Like, well, even in either even way, in that they final were just thing, trying to kill them too. Like, I mean, it wasn't like th- th- this wasn't like a like a, an innocent little fight that they were having. Like, this was a deadly fight where they were trying oh, to attack. Them no one's saying this no, is a Girl I, Scout fake yeah. out. Like, no like, one's saying. I, that, I don't right? think. But, like, I don't think that he should have. But that guy did not deserve death, and everyone no. knew that except for Walker, who was obviously I think even, right. So that's why I'm saying like, from the I don't think he did like. I don't think he did the right thing there. I, I see why he was, like, I see why he got to the point where he did, and I think that he got a pretty, like, bad, how should I say, he's been put in some really, like, weird situations, not weird situations, but probably tough situations in uh, Iraq, whenever he, he was in Iraq, yeah, that's right, with his buddy, and it sounded like he had a lot mm-hmm. more agency to do stuff there, and it sounded like he went through some fucked up times, not using this as an excuse, by the way, but I think that this is what led to his character doing what he did. And I think he was put in a position where he was on, in the spotlight, supposed to be this character that was, you know, like not necessarily in charge, but working with a group. And uh, that's what he's used to. And then these two people who are part of the Avengers are then looking down on him. And then that's causing its own issues, refusing to work with him, holding th- things uh, from them. And I think that it kind of caused this really tense situation between everyone and uh, you know, he obviously felt like they were at some at one point actively trying to um, keep him from doing his his job. What he uh, killing him was not the right thing to do, obviously. But um, I understand how it got to that point, though, from escalation of them literally just trying to kill him and then murdering his best friend in front of him. Like, I see how it got there. Um, yeah, like, I see, I see what you're saying, but like, I mean, it goes back further than that too. I think this is where they kind of. I think it's really good that they did that last episode of kind of showing he's not 100% what exactly. we thought he is over the last four exactly. acts, where they basically, mm-hmm. now it's very much what I thought they were going to do originally, which is this is a guy that they trained to be a killer. Right. He did everything. He f- sacrificed everything for his country. Right. In his heart, he's doing everything for noble reasons. Exactly. But he's very much the, like, 
you know, any means justifies this end of protecting this country, my family, my soldiers, like all of it. It's a noble cause, you know, but so many roads to hell are paved with good intentions, right? As the yeah. old saying goes. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, and then obviously the, the classic comes back. He's got PTSD. Like you see that triggering where immediately he goes from kill my buddy, going to murder everything in sight, right? Like oh, that's been there before, you know? So PTSD, he's been molded into this. He comes back. And the second that he's not politically convenient, they drop him like a bag exactly. of dicks. Exactly. I'm surprised that. he's actually not more angry. I thought that was going to be the evolution where we see him very quickly devolve to a villain. Now he's more interesting to me because he's going to be a villain that is actually a good guy. Yeah. Exactly. Right? He really mm-hmm. wants to be representative of America. He wants to be that guy that kids look up to and say, hey, man, you're on my cereal. I like you right he wants to be that guy he's so he so wants to be that guy but you know he's not you know he's no. a bad guy he's got that in him but i don't think he's i the don't question think he's is a what bad guy do. but yeah like he, he definitely he wants to be good he was he he's was a doing, killer his instinct is the kill when everything doing, else goes out when thought goes out when reason goes out he kills the thing that's is what he he's does. not he's not captain america like that that's the big thing like, no. he's not at all captain america um yeah he is definitely it was a, the perfect setup he is to a soldier america yeah exactly For he sure. is a soldier that's what he is and that's what he acts like and you know he was i i do feel like he was kind of like put in the situation that was incredibly difficult to deal with as far as just like not the specific situation where he killed the guy but i'm saying like in general trying to fill these shoes in the public eye oh uh, he wanted it though have, oh he oh, wanted ab- it bad absolutely yeah. i i agree with you i think that he did he wanted to be in the public eye and represent america but mm. i think all of that like combining and then the the government literally just pulling out the rug from him the second something mm. went wrong like which yep. makes sense that they did it but man it, it was just a tough situation and i understand like how fucked that so. whole thing was there's a couple of things, obviously, where we're at the end here. So that arc for Sam is kind of done. Now we're starting a new thing. Like, he is Cap now, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You kind of had a logical conclusion for Bucky-ish. But Bucky now, I feel like he's about to be almost more lost than ever. You know, is he just going to be, like, Sam's sidekick now? Like, what's he going to do? I, I think the thing about Bucky is he's no longer hampered by his past. So yeah. anything that happens to him, since, it's because choice. it's no longer an anchor, yeah. mm-hmm. it gives him freedom to be able to do what he thinks is the right thing or whatever. Yeah, he yeah needs I, thought, to I think do he had good growth moving forward. Yeah, yeah. Bucky, so, Bucky had great growth. Here's a question. Next, then, what is the deal with Sharon Carter, aka mm. who we know now is the power broker? Yeah, I think we all knew that though to begin with. <laughs> kind of. There was a couple of directs there where I was like, well, maybe not. Mm, yeah i mean the second she called in bat rock it was a no-brainer uh yeah yeah so he's like oh no she's a power broker she's totally (laughs) because i I think i don't know who i was talking to about it but like that's the whole idea is the fact that you know she you had the five years of the blip and she builds up this entire empire and you know magiport she's the power broker Yeah, that's that's it. That's just it. Nobody mentions the power broker. Everybody thinks everybody goes out of their way to say he a lot, which means yeah, they're they're obviously mixed gender, so yeah, she can easily slide under the radar and not you know cast any suspicion on her. Mm. Yeah, this is yeah, yeah, exactly. So now now that she's uh, going to be back inside the the u.s government and have access to all that stuff we'll see what happens with her mm. 
it just kind of sucks that she's you know turning into a, a villain so i sh- i shot my shot pre-show you guys already know what i'm about to say but obviously for everyone else out there i think we're in the setup phase for secret invasion i think I this so. sharon carter is not sharon carter i think this is a scroll Mm. yeah i hope so i i i would love for that to be the case mm. um i just think again we're probably putting putting too much uh i don't know like like thinking the sneaky sneaky is coming yeah probably <laughs> but it's just because it's so much of a devolution of character like realistically she went from sacrificing everything and was willing to go against her country and the world to fight for what was right after the fall of shield with cap mm-hmm. and bucky right she did mm-hmm. that like, so we know that she's capable of that. So somehow after the Sokovian Accords, where she was labeled a criminal, mm-hmm. that she's devolved into a crime lord. You well, know, was it the was snap labeled- that triggered this? Like what happened? Because Peggy yeah. was alive up until like quite late through the piece. And then there's the question of obviously, did they just completely pull away in this timeline from her? Like, is this an indication that the timeline has changed a little bit without the influence of Aunt Peggy? Because like, how do you visit Aunt Peggy and not just go, "Hey, who's that guy in the back room? Is that Steve Rogers? <laughs> the fuck is this?" You know, <laughs> like there's so much like unanswered stuff that you could really, if you poke at it, it kind of go, "Wait, hang on a minute, there is a domino there. Where does that one go? Oh shit, it's bro, bro, it's falling down." <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of this that That's I'm true, like, huh? but for me, the logical thing is it's not her. I because like in certain <laughs> comic runs, like Sharon Carter like becomes Captain America in certain alternate yeah. universes. You know what I mean? Like she yeah. is supposed to be, you know, the the kind of influence heavily by Steve and uh, Peggy Carter, Agent Carter, to the point where she's like the next gen. Like, you know. Yeah. So seeing it this way, it's it's hard to think that's what they've done. So she's either got a redemptive arc in her future, if that's what this is, and that'll be a fun story to tell. Um, and probably a fun series. Like I would love to see like the Madripoor crime series in the MCU. Mm. It'd be rad as fuck, okay. man. And then have like um, iced tea there with a Q, like crew song crimes. <laughs> I, I knew where you were going dun, with dun, that. Dun, dun, dun. Boom, boom. Yeah, anyway. yeah. So yeah, man, I um, I think she's a scroll. I, I don't think it's her. I think she has like not long after the blip, I think we're going to see that that's when the scroll saw their opportunity to move in because like you can impersonate people after they've died and then all of a sudden they come back and you're going to kill them and wipe them out. It seems like a logical entry point to me for the scrolls. It's just like there's chaos. This is our time to sneak in while everyone's distracted and take up mm-hmm. our new identities for the bad mm-hmm. scrolls. This is the problem is that people who didn't read the secret invasion things from the MCU, they think all the scrolls are good guys. They think all Kree yeah. are bad guys where they don't understand that a lot of the scrolls are kind of dicks and yeah. we're about to find <laughs> that out. So I think there's going to be a couple of characters in some series set up in the near future where who we're watching is not who we're watching. So yeah. I'm shooting my shot. I think Sharon Carter is our first scroll. Mm, okay. I, I think she's the first, just working the bad a bigger. I, I think that it looks like she's bad. I think that she's like doing some kind of weird undercover thing to for a bigger purpose. That we just it's certainly that. possible. I mean, she's the, she's been a double agent forever, exactly. right? She was literally a double agent when we first saw her working for Shield, monitoring Steve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, exactly. A hundred percent about possible, and probably more likely than my theory. But mine's fun. So <laughs> I like your I like the idea of your theory better. Yeah, yeah I yeah. like the fact it, that it's a like, great it's a great setup. I mean, if, if all these Easter eggs in here and all the people that aren't looking for this because they haven't read Secret Invasion, go holy shit! You put this in front of me like 
a year ago. What the hell, man? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I love the idea mm-hmm. of it. So yeah, yeah. Uh, there is that. Now, let's talk about Elaine from Seinfeld. <laughs> uh, Julie Louis-Dreyfus yeah. is Contessa. Mm-hmm. What do we think they're doing? I have no freaking clue. I mean, mm-hmm. is she, who like, is she? In, is she in the Marvel Universe? Like, I mean, I know she's in the Marvel yeah, Universe. Yeah, she's kind of like an anti-Fury. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So she does kind of like, you know, contract people for bad shit. She actually used to work for S.H.I.E.L.D. in one of the comic runs. So, mm, okay. like, she is established as being kind of that behind the scenes, almost like a power broker is probably the best way to describe it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. is this kind of like uh, Suicide Squad? Is she like kind of like the leader of Suicide Squad in a way? This is where it potentially gets really fun, boys. I'm so amped because I hadn't read about this storyline before. And it's one of the reasons I mentioned to you in a previous podcast today that uh, I'm thinking about getting Marvel Unlimited again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's one storyline I want to read immediately and it's called Dark Avengers. Have a listen to this. It's fucking rad. In that, Norman Osborn basically says that the Avengers have fucked the world up and they need to be replaced mm-hmm. by good upstanding members of society. I'm paraphrasing here. It didn't go exactly like this. And he becomes the, <laughs> he becomes the Iron Patriot. Wow. Mm, yeah. He takes the suit from Rhodey and becomes the Iron Patriot, right? Which we know Armor Wars is coming up. They could set this up. They could do this, <laughs> right? Norman Osborn, it's been heavily theorized. You remember how in Spider-Man they were saying that someone bought Stark Tower? Yeah. A lot of people are saying it's Norman Osborn. Oh. Apparently there's something on the side of that building. Oh, I don't know if it's a game or there's something out there that shows Avengers Tower with Oscorp on the side. I thought, wasn't it... Was it was it far it from home been, or was it in was it Miles? the Miles, Miles Morales, Morales game? Yeah. Something. It's it, let's say it's out there, right? That there's definitely something out there since uh, Tony's death that has said that someone has bought it and that there is a still image of it saying Oscorp. Um, so he forms basically the Dark Avengers, where they have like basically bastardized versions of people in the new role so that it's like they just recast and uh yeah agent america is 100 percent the captain america of that team hmm. mm. i would love if they did this that like the the avengers all of a sudden is this like norman osborne's corporate entity arm you know that and you could do cool. it in a way where it shows the evolution of norman osborne becoming the villain too because he might actually yeah. legitimately think I need to do this. Because like, look at how much destruction has been brought to planet Earth since they started doing this shit. Like a god yeah. literally came to our world and tore it in half and killed half of all people because these guys started poking around the universe, right? That's the way they might look <laughs> at it, you know? There's so many different angles you could do with this. So I think this Dark Avengers storyline would be fascinating. Because, like, if you have her, like, going through and just picking up all the villains from the different stories, like Nick Fury did across the first four films, like, if we keep seeing her picking up the villains over the next couple of TV series and movies, bro, we could see some cool shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we're already going to see some cool shit because, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah, as long as Kevin Feige is at the helm. Cool Man, the batting rate for Marvel. Let's be real. OMG. Yeah. They really what, only what, have what was one... the last bad one? Is it Thor 2? Thor Dark World, yeah. And then before that, people could argue that Incredible Hulk was was the, Not the weakest one. Sucked. 
I mean, Incredible Hulk or what was it? Yeah, Incredible Iron, Hulk Man, Iron Man three was fucking terrible too. Uh, Iron Man, Iron 3. Man three was significantly less good, but not terrible. I, I watch it, it more. Iron Man 2 I watch it now more either. fondly than when it first came out. Yeah, yeah Iron Man two was heavily criticized. World. It was yeah. the setup movie for Avengers. Iron Man two. See, I didn't hate Iron. I liked Iron Man two more than Iron Man three. Same. Iron Man two was a hell of a lot more fun. I, I, I don't remember the... enough to, <laughs> to choose between them. I just what remember the... both of them are bad. Yeah. Two? Either way, since I... then, like, because they were all sort of pretty close together. Since then, they've been batting. Uh, I don't know, what's what's baseball? Three hundred. They've been batting like twelve thousand. No, three. So. Uh... <laughs> I, love, no, I should said three thousand. Missed opportunity. Yeah. 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 Well, batting a thousand is is always getting a hit. Yeah. So, Either way, Marvel, yeah. I love you three thousand because. Oh, yeah. nice. Marvel, I love you over there. nine thousand. Oh, yeah, so stop mixing. Got to bring yeah. in the, the Kamehameha's, don't you? <laughs> Way to go, Vegeta. Man. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> what a TV series, though. This has been really good. It was really great. My one, like, I, I, I really did, like, love everything in it except for one thing. But, like, I, mm-hmm. I really started to appreciate it even more whenever they really brought in Isaiah. I was getting, like, there was definitely some parts. Like, I really loved the, like, I think the most the best scene in that entire thing, like the best cinematic scene was whenever it showed, um, uh, Wade, Wade was his name, right? USA agent or us agent. Oh, um, no. Um, uh, Walker, Walker, John Walker. Thank you. John Walker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It showed Walker after he killed the guy and then the, the shield was, was bloodied. Oh shit. That that is like one of the most iconic images you ever see. That's going to be brought up a lot. Yeah. It was amazing. Cause that, that image can now forever be used against America. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. that's not going to be the last time we see that shit. I I thought it was, Mm -hmm. it was like just a fucking straight up beautiful scene. Um, yeah. Cause it's funny that like, you know, he has galvanized America with what he did. But yeah. tell me that, like, a generation of terrorists weren't just spawned. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Because that exactly. image is like, they, they'll show that to kids yep. in, like, yeah. places where they're trying to breed extremism and just say, hey, this is America. This is America. Look what he did to this man who had no gun. He, yeah. Begging for his life and he stood over him and he killed him with the symbol of his country. That's him. what they will do to you, yeah. you know. I think that there are so many yeah. cool splinter branches of stories all, they can do from that point. Yeah. All, and just shows the sheer impact of what he did wearing what he wore in that moment is yeah. exceptionally powerful. Was, I, I agree with you. That's one of the strongest images they've ever had. Exactly. On screen. Um, so I, I thought that, that literally like afterwards, I was just like, oh my God, I have to rant and rave about this. But so that was, that was amazing. Um, Isaiah really, because the next episode, like whenever they brought in Isaiah, that was when things changed. Baron Zemo just didn't like he I really liked him for the first two episodes he was in and then he just really fell flat for me um I, I was more. really surprised what they did with him that like yeah. literally it's just all about removing supers I mean yeah. but now he's just gonna stop he's gonna and giving Bucky a pass exactly is weird yeah like, I guess because mm-hmm. he didn't want this it, it, and everything that he did Bucky, yeah yeah it was just super like super linear and obvious and then it just followed that path it like there was no deviation from it so it was just like a really weird thing i don't know like nothing lined up with what i thought was going to happen there it, it just made him very like a lot less interesting of a character for those for the time that he spent on on the show um because he just seemed two-dimensional at that point but anyways um regardless of that isaiah coming in really helped out a lot like bringing in that that like more of that racial aspect of it especially mm-hmm. right now was really cool. And I think Isaiah, like I've never seen someone um, 
epitomize the issues and articulate them in such a fucking amazing way. Like whenever he talked about it, it was so fucking powerful. It was ridiculous. I, I really thoroughly enjoyed the time whenever he was he was uh, explaining mm. to um, Falcon. I feel like on. I know what you're saying. But for me at the same time, I feel like he was a very important final piece to the whole puzzle. Because I yeah. think like Sam, this whole story has been exceptional. But for me, it was, I think I said this last time we did a recording for Winter Falcon as well. That scene in the bank for me really mm -hmm. started this because they were showing like elements of the financial oppression. Mm -hmm. They were really showing that it's more than just being a dick to someone on the street because they're a different color, right? right? It was showing like how deeply embedded into the system some of this is. And then like just showing you every facet along the way. And then with him obviously bringing in the real heavy final nails in that coffin, right? Right. Um, they, I think they told this story with all the elements from my perspective, obviously, I think Hooch gets final say on this one shortly, um, <laughs> is that, yeah, I, I think they did this really well. But yeah. Um, Hooch, what do you think? Final, final closing points, my man. Uh, I think, I, I mean, I brought it up before. I think they were smart in how they approached things that speak to the current social situation um, to the struggles and views of like, not just the older generation in this mm -hmm. country of, 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 you know, of the black community, but also the, the fact that the only way to really institute significant change is to not let the 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 troubles and um you know, issues in the past prevent us from trying to keep fighting mm -hmm. you know it's kind of like the same thing that that sam said to bucky you got to put in the work you know like so far yeah. you've just been you know you're not been you're not you're not been what do you say avenging you've been revenging or something like that or or atoning you've been avenging yeah. or something like that you oh know, yeah, yeah it's yeah it's it, it's that kind of thing like you, you know you we we have to do the hard work mm -hmm. everyone has to do the hard work and i think that 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 was a big message uh throughout this show mm. um you know and i know some people are going to look at it they're like well i don't want my politics inside you know blah 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 and i mean to them it's i give them a polite middle finger and just say you know what um yeah everything has been about stuff you know, every everybody else has, has had to sit by and watch stories about everything else. Mm. It's time to let others have a say, and it's time to start telling the fucking truth. Yeah, that's really what it's about. That was, that was powerful, and the way they sort of criticize the politicians and like a little bit to the media as well. Like, I mean, that's mm -hmm. the thing. I think that's why anyone that says that I don't want my politics in my uh, superheroes missed the entire point of the last six hours of television. Because yeah, obviously a lot of it was heavily focused through. Oh God, it's calling it bad, but it is the black lens. It wasn't though. It was about oppression globally. It was about yeah, yeah. like everything. Anyone that's being fucked over by people in positions of power, they need yeah. to have their voices heard and you need to stop this 1% shit. Like that yeah. was there too. And I, anyone that's not hearing that is probably in that category of they don't want things to change because they're kind of benefiting from the way things are, right? Yeah. One, one more point that you, you just tapped on it right there. Okay. The whole concept of race was brought about because the people in power wanted to find a way mm. to split the yeah. uh, the 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 poor base 
because the indentured servants were getting all pissed off. So the concept of race in this country was brought about by that. It was the elite, the ones with the money, who were making it so everybody else was miserable and fighting over the scraps. And again, that's the other thing that needs to happen if they if you want to change. Everyone has to recognize that mm. people who are poor have more in common than people who are rich. Fuck yeah. There are more people that are poor. Oh, it's like 98% of the... Oh, yeah. it's, it's a high 90s. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like 98. Yeah. There's 90, 99% of the people are fighting over like 1% of what's left yeah. over. And we're doing what those people tell us to. Like, that's the crazy yeah. reality that we live in right now. And we don't question yeah. it. Just like, yeah, fuck yeah. it. Those guys have nuclear weapons. What are we going to do? You know? <laughs> it's like 12 guys in a room. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's crazy. So let me ask you this. We've, I know you've mentioned this before. Um, we had, Cap was in that role for, what was it? 13 years. We had uh, Chris Evans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we've had kids all across the world dressing up as Steve Rogers. Mm-hmm. How does it feel to you knowing that for like, let's say the next decade, that kids can dress up like Sam? Same thing I did when I saw Black Panther. Yeah. When, with Black Lightning, with anytime there's a positive Black character, it, mm. it's it's a great thing to see. Yeah. Because and that and again, it doesn't overwrite the fact that you still have Captain America. You know, Steve Rogers is, is you know a viable Captain America character or whatever. Mm-hmm. I have a guy, a friend of mine, I work with. He's a huge Captain America fan. Like mm-hmm. I, I never met anybody who's a bigger fanboy of anything than this guy is. And and even he loves what's happening. He loves the fact that Falcon has the shield. He loves yeah. all of that. It doesn't diminish what. Cap like Steve Rogers as Captain America mm. has done. Oh, I will say right up until twenty minutes into this episode, I wanted Bucky to walk out with the shield. Right. <laughs> About five minutes after Falcon came on screen, I was like, nope, he's not Falcon, <laughs> he's not Falcon anymore. And that's where they did that scene, which is like, hey man, it's Black Falcon. It's like, no, no, it's Captain America. Such a cheesy scene, but you're like, yeah, that is yeah. actually true. Yeah, yeah. That, that was oh, the moment. Yeah. Did you catch the one, the one almost, I don't want to throw away a line or whatever. Yeah. When, um, uh, was it, uh, Walker was saying, um, uh, his friend's life didn't matter. Like, you know, not, not that just like you say, are you saying his life didn't matter? It's like, yeah, he was a black guy. You're saying the black guy's life didn't matter. Ah, I see what you're doing. There. Oh, I see what you're getting at. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. yeah I remember thinking something parallel to that, but not exactly. No. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Holy shit, Marvel, huh? Yeah. Who who would have thought yeah. that like the most deftly handled political, weighty, important issues would be handled by a fucking comic book company in 2021? Well, comic book companies have been or comic books actually like or sci-fi that's... in general, right? Sci-fi in yeah. general. You, oh, I know where you're going, and you're not wrong. Yeah, yeah. A lot of that just stems from that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, like it's true. So it makes sense. My, I can't wait for Loki now. Like, let's get it on. <laughs> hey, we st- again, st- I mean, we're talking Marvel here, but it's just Disney as a whole, right? Yeah. They've, they've, they've got a lot of strong content coming. Oh, man. Yeah. It's, yeah. Good times to be a nerd. I'm going to keep saying yes. it forever because it's just getting more and more. <laughs> Join us, better. people. Join us. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you listen to this podcast, you already did join us. Let's be real. <laughs> um, you're already a nerd if you're here. I'm just saying. Yeah. Or you're someone's dad. In which case, thanks for and, coming, and, buddy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if you're not, welcome. Come join us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, join us, man. It's a great place to be. Like We talk a lot mm-hmm. of shit. We get passionate about stuff. But yeah. All right, Hebrew, any final thoughts, buddy? 
Oh no, I'm just I'm just tired. <laughs> oh, it, it, it has been long for you guys. Been, I'm freaking energized now. Actually, it's yeah, crazy. It's four, oh, it's such a good show, man. Yeah. Over here, I'm fucking tired. Oh god. I, I thought it was gonna be wide open. Your... I thought it was gonna be wide open, but I'm not. Mm, do you know who be wide awake right now? Sam without superpowers. He's just better. Oh just Sam. damn. Just Sam, Sam without superpowers mm. would be wide awake. No, he wouldn't. He'd be wide yeah, awake. Sleeping like, he he's sleeping like a fucking baby right now. He's fine. You know who's out there doing the work? All right. Fucking Winter Soldier. That's who's doing. Oh Lord, God! <laughs> he's trying to control the uh, the the ideal wank speed with a vibranium arm because you get that shit wrong, <laughs> dude. That's a fucking oh, talent, right? Oh, there, dude, I'm not sure. What dude, you're the, about. we didn't even touch on the fact that the freaking Wakandans came in and ripped that arm. Like she's just like, pop, 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 yeah. The they built dropped. a uh, hey, just in case you go dark side again, we built a failsafe into this shit. Yeah, you know, yeah. Me I mean, they my definitely. Suit. As, uh, yeah. as Falcon, I'm like, all right, what buttons did they fucking put in here and make this yeah. thing pop up? I mean, somewhere in the Marvel universe as well. Just by the way, they have obviously uh, hit the nerf bat pretty hard on Winter Soldier. Like, uh, there's so many memes about this. Like in the Winter Soldier movie, it took like half the Avengers to, to, to stop Bucky. Yeah, and then now that he's feeling his fills and he's not, you know, thingoed, he's like thirty percent, like of the, you know, ruthless financial spe- uh, financial. Ruthless, ruthless physical specimen that he was. You saw some of it come out in the end. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, but that's why yeah. I'm curious to see what they do with Bucky. He's the one I'm the most interested about what they do with him next. Yeah, same. Because yeah. you can kind of see like a, a lot of the logical places they're going to go with everyone else. Bucky, I do not know where this goes. Like, yeah. does he go back to Wakanda? Like, is he kind of like the... No. Does he become the bodyguard for Shuri when she no. rises to the queenhood? Or I think I it's going to be... I think he's just going to keep being... Uh, Captain Falcon's sidekick enough for Sam. Sidekick, yeah. Sidekick. Yeah, yeah, Until eventually he Ayo. takes the, the shield, which apparently is canon that he does take the shield at one point. So, yeah, yeah, he does get the Multiple shield. Multiple times, yeah. At some yeah. Point. yeah. Ao yeah. told him. Ao told Bucky he's not welcome in Wakanda for a yeah, bit. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, for so a he's bit. Gonna have to take a break. So, yeah, you can't come by here anymore. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you ain't got to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. And then Zemo as well. I'm curious. I mean, I think he's funding whatever it is that uh, Julie Louis-Dreyfus is, is doing. I I, I so? honestly hope yeah. so, just to make him more interesting than what ended up happening there. He definitely killed the super soldiers in the bus. Let's be real. Um, this, He killed the super soldiers in the bus. I don't remember that scene. Yeah. yeah where well, it blew up at the end. He 100% yeah, killed yeah. him. That well, that was his butler. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's- oh, it was his butler. I was, you was know, thank you so much. I was wondering who the fuck's this old guy. I completely yeah. forgot that it was him. Of course it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. That's fun. But yeah, no, yeah. I, I just thought that it was just like I was surprised whenever that he just like walked away and everything and like nothing really happened. It was just straightforward. Yeah, you're gonna be captured again now. And I was like, yeah. So, and then yeah, he gave him a free pass for Winter Soldier. But weird. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good times. All right, folks. That's gonna do it for this one. Thanks very much, Hebrew. Yep. No problem. Thanks, Hooch. No problem, man. It was good. Catch you guys in the next one. Cheers.